It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. breath of God. Grace has many expressions. And without a doubt, it has engaged in your life so many times, you have no idea.
is a mystical substance. You find it in in the mystery of that which is life. What makes it so awesome is that what you are doing is you're saying, Dear Lord, make me a channel for grace. No, no, God, I am a channel for grace. I was born a channel for grace. It's simply that now I am ready to live it. Because grace has always been around you. It is that you may think of it as something other than what it is. And I think that if you understood how often and how much your lives have been protected, guided, intervened, by heaven, your jaw would drop on the floor. And that is the nature of grace. And it's an itsy-bitsy voice, but everybody has that. It's like a, a wave of guilt that goes through you. That says, are you really sure you want to say that or think that about that person? That's, that's grace in action. That's grace that comes in and says, take that back. That's how grace operates in your It saves you from doing something harsh and dark. And gives you an option to do something good and right in its place. Grace is the breath of God. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was our wonderful sweet sister, Carolyn Mace. Grace is the breath of God. Something that we need now more than ever is to live our lives more gracefully, more purely, and certainly with a lot more love. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to the community. I'm sure you're going to be feeling awakened and alive and inspired, but maybe even challenged to make the changes that you deep down know you needed to (laughs) maybe 10 years ago. And of course, if you're continuing to be a returned fan, you know we continue to love you up a million times more without you. We wouldn't have continued for the past six years and enjoyed every moment of it. So I have to tell you, it's just interesting, period. But the guest that I'm about to have on is someone I had so much fun with in Orlando, Florida. And you're going to hear a lot about it when we have our little conversation. I'm sure you're going to feel the energy when we get going. But I want to share with everyone this upcoming track that's going to be released on February 14th, 2020 by John Legend. 
The song is entitled Love One Another. It's been written by Teda Prince, actually wrote the song, and John took it on board. As a result of that, individuals from around the world are really coming together to see how we can amplify the energy of love in the space. And so we started to think about this whole thing of loving one another and challenging each other to see how best we can expand the energy of love. And our next guest, who is Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson, took the challenge at Christ Church of Unity, and we had a wonderful time. And, you know, we know the churches, mosques, synagogues, temples, we find that maybe folks don't come out as much anymore. They take these spaces for granted. But imagine that you can just go into your space of spiritual worship or connecting to your deeper self, and you really begin to think about why am I here and how do I amplify my love for the other person to my left, to my right, behind me and in front of me? And can we learn to love one another more? And so I want you to go to our website, to America Meditating. Take a look at the promotional video or the first run of it all. We are happy to have these folks really supporting it. And you'll see what we are looking at, the possibility of mobilizing such an energy that on February 14th, it's going to be a really wonderful experience for all of us to walk into on that day. And so think about it, look into it, feel free to email us if you'd like some questions answered. We'd be happy to provide it with you. And as we approach the holiday season, please just realize that it is the time and the age for us to amplify our love for one another. So even at, you know, the dinner table or when you've got a whole bunch of friends out, do a, hey, love one another, dance move, and just post that and make sure you hashtag love one another challenge and challenge a friend or a relative or a church or a business or a school or a police officer or a law enforcement group, whoever, where you just really feel like love can be amplified or love is that place that I find it each time I go. I'm really happy to welcome our next guest, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson, also known as Rev Alice. She's a senior minister at Christ Church Unity in Orlando, Florida, CEO of The Power of Soul, and an inspirational and charismatic servant leader. She captures the attention of people from diverse life paths and finds purpose in serving them on their life's journey. And during her career, Reverend Alice has helped tens of thousands of people to be their best by living with authentic power, passion, and purpose. She founded and hosted the um, podcast channel Experience of the Soul, which I had the fortune to be on. And she has also authored three books, including Seven Spiritual Laws of Release, and she designed and delivers a vast curriculum focused on personal growth. She also works as a life and leadership coach for individuals throughout the United States, and Reverend Alice regularly serves with the Orlando Minority Youth Golf Association, an organization that supports young minority students to learn lessons about golf and life. She's a featured expert in the upcoming Daniel Karslake documentary film for They Know Not What They Do, which premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival earlier this year. Today, please welcome Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson to our show. Hi, Rev. So glad that you could join us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be with you today. Do you have a big smile on your face like I do right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just love yes. it. I enjoyed our time so much and glad that's continuing. Yeah, me too. Well, it has to. There's no way two people exactly. can have such a great time together, and that's like Om Shanti done. See you in another lifetime. I don't even think that's the <laughs> – that's not even universally no. right. I know. Well, you know what I was thinking about when you were talking about the 
the release on February 14th of the song. That's my birthday. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. I have no to wonder tell you that. a challenge. I'm telling her. See? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so that's fun. I love it. Rev. Alice, I understand that you began your life of spiritual service at the age of good old 15. Why don't you let our yes. audiences know more about your spiritual journey, how it began, and what were those times like that made you really start to dig deeper at 15? You know, I started serving my uh, church home right when I was 15. I started, um, I was directing the adult choir, and uh, I grew up in a household where where spirituality was very important but life was kind of tough too you know I was the youngest of nine and um, I really was always looking to God for help for support for love and so being of service in that way to serve the you know community where I attended where my family was very involved you know was a natural thing my sister was the organist my mom was the president of the board so it felt right to do that Mm. Now, were you going through anything in particular that, because at 15 we still have the power to make our own choices, were you feeling like, I really want to get deeper into the faith, and have you ever found yourself questioning faith at that age? Oh, yes, I most definitely did, because I grew up in the Methodist Church, but I was attending a Baptist school, and I was also experiencing teachers. My grandmother was teaching me Cherokee Indian way and and things, but I had gone through pretty significant abuse as a youngster, and so I was really searching for how it could be that God loved me, but I was still experiencing things that were so difficult and no one seemed to understand. So part of my service in the church was really a thing of searching for meaning in my life and and really searching for hope and a place to belong. And so uh, that was a big part of my service early on, most definitely. Mm, yeah, I can, un- I can understand that. I think at 15, 16, I was planning to see how I was going to bust the groove. And there you were, like, <laughs> thinking about really deep things. You know, we often come into our lives, um, we find that people enter into our stories to help us to learn important lessons. What have been some yeah. of the important lessons that you have learned from your teachers? One of the most important lessons, this sounds very simple, but in general people are doing the best they can at every given moment, right? But what's also happening at the same time is we're all capable of more, you know? And so one of the key things that's gotten me through is realizing I am more than my condition. I am more than I think. I am more than my circumstance, in other words. And I don't know if that's something I gleaned from my teachers or just learned along the way, but that, in other words, I am not just my circumstance, I'm not just my age, my race, but that I'm a soul. And so that really opened up far more for me to understand about myself. Mm, that's beautiful. That I'm yeah, eternal, I get that. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And it's been challenging for us to live that reality because we're consistently bombarded by the human conditioning, which is the body consciousness, the body awareness, your name, your gender, your race, yeah. your title, your orientation, and that we keep thinking more from that place 
rather than mm-hmm. the incredible unlimited capacity our souls have, you know, that we can express. So you've been the senior minister at Christ Church Unity since 2007. Can you tell us a little bit about the church and its mission? Oh, yeah. CCU, for over 80 years, has been a place of love, most definitely. And our mission is this. CCU Orlando is a welcoming community dedicated to transforming lives, celebrating diversity, and supporting soul growth. So our church has always been a place of love and acceptance. And then when I came, I'm so strong in diversity and soul work that we definitely saw an uptick in attendance and engagement because we're really a church of the 21st century in terms of what we're offering, in terms of Mm -hmm. motivational supportive messages, but really honoring people wherever they may be on the journey, and then not only honoring but like celebrating that diversity. So we are truly an inclusive ministry. We don't just say, yes, you know, we're diverse, but we are truly inclusive where Yes, you, you have are. yeah, white, black, young, old, Latino, gay, straight, people with disabilities, all worshiping together. Yeah. Well, I felt that, everyone. I was there with Reverend Alice, and we had a phenomenal time with the community that was just so open, mm-hmm. and you could just, you know, mm-hmm. feel their spark of God's love transmitting. And, you know, I know the aftermath of the Pulse shooting impacted you and the mm-hmm. ministry and the whole Orlando community yes. and the country in general. Mm-hmm. You received the Governor's yes. Award for Civic Service and were interviewed by the global media about the impact of the tragedy on the local community. Mm-hmm. I know that you also served on the One Pulse Foundation Task Force. What has been the ministry's mm-hmm. impact on the greater community, especially after the Pulse crisis and the incredible outreach work that you all do there? Well, the impact was so... Um, far-reaching into the community. For instance, you know, one of my board so there were 49 people killed, and one of my board members knew 20 of the victims. Several of my members worked at Pulse, and one person was even supposed to work the night of the shooting. And another, one of my members, his husband was, you know, shot 12 times and, of course, made his passing. So we were very impacted the morning of the shooting in that literally people were called to the scene. Even one of the directors of emergency management for a whole county was called in because it was upgraded to a terrorist attack. And probably half my congregation is gay, and there's a large Latino population too, and it was a Latin night at Pulse when it happened, when the shooting happened. So we had several people you know, from our community who were witnesses and and that were there. So what was so beautiful and so moving, though, about after the shooting, there could have been this real uprising of hatred and fear. And even though there definitely was some fear, there was this overwhelming outpouring of love for the families, for the survivors, for one another. And... Mm -hmm. You know, a week after the shooting, there were uh, church communities opening their doors to the LGBTQ community that had never before even been aware of, you know, those issues or been open to having gay and lesbian people even worship in their communities. So it changed Orlando forever. 
because people realized how ugly hate is and how beautiful love is as they saw a whole community begin to love in a greater way. So even though it was Mm -hmm. a huge tragedy that now even speaking of it brings tears to my eyes, the outpouring of love was, it was overwhelming. Incredible. It was overwhelming, the amount of love that came forward. Yeah. It still is something that I ponder on, why we have to wait until it becomes so tragic to recognize that love is who we are. I still ponder on that. Like, I yes. don't know why. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And, well, I think it's because you come from a space of oneness. I come from a space of oneness of realizing we're all one. And so I know that any hatred of another is ultra, ultimately hatred of self and God. Right. And right. most people don't come from that. They don't seem to come from that awareness of our oneness. Uh, it's so obvious to me that we're all in this together. And I've been in many Muslim communities as well, and I've had many Muslims in my community as well. And that's been a huge healing for so many of my community as well, just to see and to understand that Islam is not about what the shooter made it seem. It's, you know, it's a faith of peace. And so that's been a real healing for our community as well. You know, we visited mm-hmm. other communities. I've been invited to special ceremonies and and things like that. So that's been a huge healing. Wow, I can I can imagine that. I want to talk about some of your books. In your book, Prosperity sure. for You, you talk about moving from poverty consciousness to prosperity consciousness. You know, what's your definition of prosperity, and how can we go about changing our consciousness? I'll tell you something. I did an exercise at the Meditation Museum a while back. And I asked everybody in the room, tell me who's got nine cents in their bank account. Everybody, yay, yay. Who's got $9? Everybody raised their hand. Oh, woo, woo. I said, who's got 900 They were like, yeah, yeah. Who's got 9000 few hands went down. And then, okay, who's got 90000 And, of course, most hands went down. I said, uh, who's got 900000 in their bank account? One girl looked at me. I ain't going to let nobody know how much money I got in my bank account. And then I asked everyone, who's got $9 million tucked away in their bank account right now? Nobody raised their hands, right? And I went, is it because you don't believe you could have $9 million in your bank account? And everyone said yes. And so I'm realizing how we don't even think in an abundant way. Right. We think in where we feel, well, everybody has the same amount I have. And that's why I have noticed that when certain people start to bypass you, they try to hold you mm-hmm. back by going, where are you going? You can't do that. And I'm like, but my yeah. spirit says I can, right? So tell us about, you know, yeah. this poverty consciousness and prosperity consciousness. How do we shift it, Rev? Well, it's it's so important, and I you just reminded me of the phrase, you know, mediocrity always attacks success. Anytime, I think we do all have this glass ceiling. You know, it's there, but we don't see it, right, this glass ceiling. And what that ceiling is made up of is false beliefs. And so I don't think we realize how powerful we are in terms of the energy we want to bring in and through our lives. And so it is about changing thoughts, yes, but it's also about believing in our ability. And so I think so often we think, okay, well, abundance is out there. I have to go get it. When, in fact, we are the ones, we are the activators of God's abundance. 
You know, so if we're not experiencing abundance in our financial life, well, we we need to start giving 10% of what we earn to the place of our spiritual food. You know, if we're not experiencing abundance in our uh, emotional lives, well, we might need to begin a forgiveness process. You know, so there are definitely actions that we do. There are, you know, spiritual tools that we can use. But first and foremost is realizing that our thoughts and our emotions combined are what manifest. You know, the the old equation is thought plus feeling equals manifestation. Because I can say I am prosperous, I am prosperous. But if there's a hidden belief behind it that I don't deserve, then that won't come forward for us. And so sometimes we have to look, go back and, you know, dig deep into our consciousness and say, where did that begin? And then we can begin to unravel that and move into a new consciousness, a new way of thinking. And and in my book, there are a lot of practices and tools to take you to move you forward in doing that. But number one is, and you talk about this so much, sister, is our thoughts. You know, and it's thoughts plus our feelings about it, our belief about it, that makes it so. Mm-hmm. So how do we change the thoughts, Rev? How do I stop thinking that, let's say, I'm ready now. I'm ready for $5 million to come knocking at my door. Plus, I I deserve it. <laughs> I mean, I do believe that. <laughs> I'm ready for I'm ready to do a very, very beautiful mini retreat place up in DC because I know how yeah. important the mm-hmm. need is here for that. I already have the location, I already have the property. So you know, I'm ready for five million to come knocking to let's make this happen like tomorrow. What do I need to start doing? I think first thing is looking at do I believe that it's even possible? Like when I, I say I need five million, do you believe it's possible? Okay. Absolutely. So then the next aspect, the next aspect will be okay. I need to prepare my consciousness to receive the five million. I believe it's possible, but are the people around me holding this consciousness? Am I believing with every fiber of my being that I deserve it? And so one of the ways I do that is I take a statement. It could be an affirmation that I say to really get my consciousness in line with what I'm receiving. Like the one I use for years is God is my supply, substance is mine now. God is my supply, substance is mine now. And I would say that hundreds of times a day, and I started having checks just just from all kinds of places just flow in. And so, Mm -hmm. and I would say What's so important in my particular walk and my particular faith and understanding is I always give more than 10% away. A lot of people teach tithing 10%. So my, me personally, my organization, my church, my podcast, everything that's received, we give over 10% out back into the community, back to our place of spiritual feeding. So one of the things we can do is give. When we feel there's a stop on our finances, what we all want to do is constrict and give less when what we should do is give more. So mm-hmm. I believe in giving 10% or more to the place of our spiritual feeding. So, you know, personally that might be different than for my church community, but if someone comes in, is a special speaker or guest, we always give a special gift after they come because we know that that was a special gift and they helped us with our spiritual feeding. So, you know, there might be people who support the organization or that support the work you're doing that need to be acknowledged in this way. So I believe strongly 
in the law of tithing that we give out yeah. 10% or more. I give about more. between 11 and 15%. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's important for you to put on that extra 1%, 10%, 11% or more. Well, well because so here, I do that because it's 10% of 10%, see? Mm-hmm, of course. I'm with you on the first two, which I do, and I've noticed inside of me that when the people around me don't share yep. the enormity of the vision and the feeling, that hits me. Yep. I allow that to pull me back because... That's where right. they don't see what I'm seeing. So then I've found yes. up how my frustration increases, which doesn't it's not a plus to me. Second, I find my thoughts going, Oh God, please, I want people who match this vision who can wake up mm-hmm. and just are wired to keep moving that because I'm so inspired to move it, right? And I find yes. that that's where I wonder is something lacking in me that I'm not attracting the energy of folks who can think 10 times ahead of me knowing that I'm the visionary and that I'm holding that. So I've been observing it, and I've been working Mm -hmm. on what you have shared very much and just saying, I know it's going to happen. I know it's a done deal. Then you'd hear people, oh, why do you want to do that? Oh, And it's just like, why do I tell dream snatchers visions that are going to come true to make it difficult for me? It's like Om Shanti. Right? It's like, yes. don't do that. Yes. And I think that's important I know, yeah. that you know who to tell your vision to because some folks, yes. just they're just not at the vibration that you are in your vision pulling mm-hmm. you forward, and they're just like holding you back, and you can feel it just the way they show up, the way they live. There's no enthusiasm. There's no drive. There's no vision, and you're like, well, what am I doing? It's like I feel like I'm pulling a bullet cart. You know what a I bullet know, cart exactly. is, right? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, Jesus called that giving your pearls before swine. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, no one around yeah, me is a you, swine. That much I know for sure. But I know it, that it's just but, you want but, them but to dream. But it's the idea that, yes, the people with the right consciousness, and that's very hard. It's it's difficult in my organization, too. I think it is anytime you're building an organization because not everybody is at the same level of awareness and understanding of what's possible. And I think as leaders – you know, we just keep speaking the word, <laughs> but it is so easy to get discouraged. And it's like, don't you see what's, you know, what's possible? And I think, you know, in my own community, we're going to be facing some of those conversations because a church has changed over the years. People are staying home more. People are watching on YouTube or listening like they are to us right now. And even though that's wonderful, I think people have forgotten the magic of what it's like to be a part of a spiritual community. You know, all the love and support that people receive. And so it's so important that these communities exist for all of us, but especially for people, you know, in time of need and support. Yes, I agree with you. And your community has that for sure. We hear a lot about enlightenment, consciousness, awakening. What's your interpretation Mm -hmm. of to be awakened and to live an awakened life? Well, to live an awakened life is to always be evolving, and I don't know if I can go into all of these, but my work on being an evolving soul myself, and it was really the teachings of the East that, you know, taught me so much about evolving. You know, the teachers like Sai Baba, Mayor Baba, Paramahansa Yogananda, that really taught me that, you know, awakened life you realize your oneness with all, but you also realize your, the part you play in it. 
you know. Yes. And so I know that I'm not just an individual. You know, I'm part of a greater whole, and everything I do has impact. So I think yes. when we're living an awakened life, all of our decisions, you know, come from this place. You know, so I'm not just an environmentalist. I'm not just about diversity. I'm not just about love. All those things, you know, pour out of my understanding of my oneness with all. Mm, beautiful. So I love that. to live an awakened life, yeah, it comes out of this understanding that we're all one and truly one, that there is no me, there is no you. There's just we're all different aspects of the one main consciousness. There you go. You're working on a new book entitled Seven Signs of an Evolving Soul. Could you give us a sneak preview? Yes, yes. Well, this book, and it's just what I'm talking about, like the number one thing that I, for a sign of an evolving soul, is that you love yourself. You know, when you love yourself, there's so much room for love for everyone else. You know, your heart is open and loving. You're aware you're one with all. Your life is meaningful, you know, and has purpose. So these are some of the ideas, you know, that are in this book. And one of the ones that has been so tough when I did a podcast on these, and I did a Sunday morning as well. The last two, you seek opportunities to be vulnerable, and the last one is you feel comfortable in the unknown. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, those two, because the truth is evolving your soul can be quite arduous (laughs) because we are all of this certain consciousness, and it takes a lot of spiritual effort to keep at it and keep working and stay focused. So I think I'm really working on the last two in my own walk right now. You seek opportunities to be vulnerable, and you feel comfortable in the unknown. So Mm -hmm. so that's a little bit of the ideas from that book. Looking forward to that. And sometimes the unknown is really, you know, that part of you that in a way is very released. You're surrendered. There isn't a lot of your ego thinking in it. And if we could only find the confidence to live in that space of freedom, knowing that the thoughts Mm -hmm. that do emerge, we can trust, Mm -hmm. and the choices that come from those thoughts, we can certainly trust, I think we would see a much more evolved society. And Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that book getting in my hands for sure. So when I was with you, you invited me to join your podcast, Experience of the Soul, Mm -hmm. And I loved being with it, and we had a wonderful time together. But could you share with our listeners about what it offers and with all the fear-driven news of today? I mean, what do you see as the role of conscious or awakened media in these times? Well, I think we need nearly constant reminders that we are souls and that it is a time to live an awakened life because so much of society is telling us the opposite, right? So all of the shows that are on the channel, and it is a channel, Experience of the Soul podcast channel, there are daily shows, and every morning we upload a one-minute affirmation that will just give you a great thought for the day, a great intention for the morning. And like how I use that one in my own family is with myself and my son. Before we leave for school in the morning, we sit and listen to that one minute, and we are like dedicating our day to this spiritual idea. And any denomination or religion or faith group could relate to all of the shows. And those affirmations, they're just universal spiritual principles. So I believe the channel's important 
because of the support it gives people in all walks of life. It keeps reminding us to live awakened lives, you know, that love is our primary aim. And I often say my dogma is God and my creed is love, and that's what it reminds all of us to be and do. Mm, that's beautiful. I'm glad to hear that. Most needed, isn't it? Well, I loved being on it, yeah. and I was able to download it. You have an app, right? What's the name of the app? Well, it's on Spotify, iTunes, and the channel, again, is Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Beautiful. Beautiful. So as much as I can go on with you for years and lifetimes, <laughs> what's the main message that you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Well, for our listeners today, the thing that's really been on my mind is just grace for the journey, that there is so much grace. You know, we so often talk, I often talk about the law of cause and effect, that what we do comes back to us. But there's so much love for us from the universe that there is grace for us. So just to be in forgiveness of yourself today, let the love of, you know, God, or as you call God, Baba, to move in and through your life and just know how loved and supported you are. And for me, that's grace. That's the gift of grace. Mm, love it. Why don't you leave us with a prayer today? Okay. So we understand that the very essence, the presence of all that is, is here now supporting us, loving us. So we just release into that energy and presence, knowing that all we need is being provided in every moment. We pray your blessing on this conversation and all those listening, knowing that the one presence and the one power is who and whose we are. We pray this with great faith in and after the nature of Jesus Christ and all things holy, and so it is. Amen. And so it is. Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All the very best. Thank you, dear friend. Blessings to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. For more information with Reverend Alice, please go to ChristChurchUnity.net, and also you can visit her personal website, CynthiaAliceAnderson.com. Really beautiful spirit, natural, authentic, opened, and definitely will contribute to your soul growth. And if you're ever in Orlando, go and visit her church. I'm sure you'll come back feeling quite inspired and alive. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same. So let's do that more and more because we definitely need that, don't you think? We need to love each other more. So I'm going to end the show today from a wonderful friend, Ricky Byers. Here's Holy Holy by Ricky Byers. Take care, everyone. You be well. Love is all.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.